You're listening to episode number 17 of the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mustard, your host, holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and essential oil lover. I am thrilled to be interviewing a good friend of mine who I actually met over social. We've never met in person. However, we've had many, many conversations through text, through the phone, and she's actually interviewed me on her podcast. Today, we are interviewing my friend, Noemi Heil. She is the creator and the founder of the Power of Why podcast. However, she is also running another business uh, with her friend. She is one of the co-founders of Find Your Tribe. It is a heart-centered business that focuses on supporting females of color and helping them step into the full expression of themselves. They are helping girls craft their confidence and to you know walk with pride and stride. And they want to essentially build girls up from just a place of community and love and support. And Naomi has done a wonderful job of that. You can find all of the contact information for Naomi in the show notes below. You can find her on Instagram at Naomi Heil, and you can also find her on the Power of Why podcast, and you can find my episode there. So without further ado, we're tucking into an information-packed episode that it went off in so many different ways that I'm super proud of, but we're essentially talking about what it takes to live a life on purpose. And we're talking about it from the perspective of girl bosses and girls who are wanting to start something more of their own, whether it be a business, a passion project, a side hustle, whatever it be, something that they can feel proud in and proud of um, and excited to create. So whether that's creating the life of your dreams, creating the business that you could never imagine possible because it's so extraordinary. We're delving into what it means to live a life on purpose. So without further ado, I will introduce you to Noemi. A huge shout out to today's sponsor, Love Good Fats, a Toronto-based company that specializes in making rapper-looking-worthy keto bars packed with healthy fats, clean protein, and a whole lot of fiber. If you're addicted to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, their chocolate peanut butter will be your new favorite go-to snack. With flavors ranging from mint chocolate to peanut butter, dark chocolate almond, coconut chocolate chip, peanut butter and jelly, and chocolate chip cookie dough, they have a flavor for everyone. The best part about Love Good Fats? Each bar contains less than two grams of sugar and an average of four to five net carbs. Hello, keto-friendly bars. So yes, you can eat healthy and have your chocolate too. And to sweeten the deal, all bars are free from soy, sugar alcohols, and gluten. Order your bars online today at lovegoodfats.ca and use the discount code LINDSAY1234 for 20% off your order. Funny little joke. Anyhow, welcome to the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mustard, your host, holistic nutritionist, and today we're interviewing one of my friends, Naomi. Uh, she is the founder of the Find Your, is it called the Find Your Why or the Power of Why? The Power of Why. Power of Why, I love that. So she's going to be interviewing, or we're actually going to be interviewing her today and tucking into all of the behind the scenes of what she does, how she stays healthy, um, and how she manages to both work full-time, have a busy, busy social life, and build um, a business on the side. So, Naomi, welcome. Thank you. I'm super pumped to be here. It's good to be on the other side sometimes, right, Lindsay? Yeah. (laughs) The last time we talked was probably about two months ago or maybe a little bit earlier, Um, but you interviewed me on your podcast, and that was a ton of fun. Uh, Yeah. You did a better introduction than I did, Um, (laughs) but I like when people get to tell us a little bit more about themselves, so Mm. I'm going to let you take the reins and tell us all about and uh, where you're located, too, because you're in in my hometown. Yes. 
Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, providing me the space to share more about um, what it means to like lead a healthy lifestyle. And it's something that I've been more intentional about, um, you know, as of late. So this is interesting timing. Um, but name is, my name is Naomi Hiley. And, you know, I come into the scene, first and foremost, the proud daughter of two immigrant parents. And I think that's probably like the most formative thing in my life. Um, so as Lindsay touched upon, like during the day, I work full time and I kind of delve into the financial activity of the largest multinational companies in the world. I work in um, in the compliance space and by night I am co-building a community called Find Your Tribe. And we're basically in the space of like very focused on professional development for people of color and allies. And we host different events like curated events um, workshops, panel style discussions where we bring in industry leaders to talk about everything from, you know, cultivating credibility to nailing your pitch. And so, I don't know, I find deep fulfillment in the work that I've been doing this past year, two years. And yeah, thank you for the space again, Lindsay. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. And it's so cool because like I, when you reached out, it was a friend of mine that connected the two of us. And I was like, I have no idea who this girl is, but she's (laughs) pretty cool. I checked you out on Instagram. Yeah. I thought that you were doing the power of why full time and that's funny. um, Essentially find your tribe. And I was like, holy crap, this lady does it all. Um, So talk to us a little bit about why, like why you started your find your tribe and the power of why. So um, a lot of people, like you talked about how much you love your job, which is amazing. Mm. Um, But what gave you that extra like passion that fuel to start something in the evening and not just as like a side hustle I feel like you'll transition into it full-time or maybe um, take on more responsibilities there but tell us about your why mm-hmm. and that's yeah I, I definitely know and I'm saying this definitively that this will turn into a full-time thing um, I've been speaking more about you know the power of intention and putting out what you want to see in the life that you want to build for yourself because it's it's all within your power, right? And so with Find Your Tribes, that's the community hub. Um, You know, my friend Sam and I met 14 months ago, which is insane. And we like instantly connected on our shared experiences being like women of color in the workplace and what that was like for advancement opportunities and promotions and finding mentors and people to advocate for you in the workplace. And so, um, you know, when we connected, it was like, we were just on the same wavelength around what we wanted to see. So it's funny, like even looking back, like we built unintentionally the community that we wanted to see in the world, right? So we just put out the intention. We said, hey, like we want to bring together um, a group of people to talk about why representation is important. And it, it just snowballed from there. Like we attracted the right people, the people that saw the vision that we were trying to build and create and it just kept growing from there. Lindsay, it's actually insane. But I think when there is, there aren't enough spaces like that for people to come as their full and authentic selves, when there is a space, it just resonates, right? It resonates at a very deep level. And so we've just been listening to that. We've had our ears to the ground and figuring out how do we provide the most value to this community and what they're looking for. So we've just been in the community building phase and I think we're going to be in the community building phase, um, you know, for a long time because that's where you're able to learn the most about yourself and what people are really struggling with and what their challenges are and how can we not just kind of like sit there and commiserate, but how do we turn that into something that has power and is impactful, right? And so, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's grown from there and rightfully so, because 
we just need more spaces like that. And the power of why started in university for me, like I was sitting down, so that's the podcast. And mm-hmm. so I was sitting down with these amazing business leaders and they were giving me insights into like what their day looks like and, and how they got to where they are. And so I was like, hmm, I have these journals filled with stories and notes mm-hmm. and like really, really great insights from like people who were fresh out of university and found work that they love or folks that were you know 30 40 years into their career and how they've been able to navigate that landscape and so I was like you know my peers need to to see this kind of stuff and so I don't know just building those relationships and networking while I was in university it was really um, I think it helped me a lot when it came to discovering my why and what I wanted to learn more about Right. Because like the more stories you hear about people navigating and how they've come to land or just learn more about themselves and their purpose, it gives you there are always patterns in that. Right. From person to person, even though their experiences may be different, there are patterns around how they became more self-aware and and wanted to explore when it comes to that sense of self. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, this all started from an interest that turned into a deeper curiosity and me executing on what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I love that too. And you talked about how you're you're always going to be in the community building phase. And I think that if something doesn't exist, you have to create it, whether it be you know a, a job you want in the future, something that you've been dreaming about since you were a kid. And if it doesn't exist, you have to create it. And I love the approach that you take when it comes to creating and cultivating Um, whether it be the job or the tribe or the community that you're looking to surround yourself with. So I think like kudos to you for doing such a stellar job at that, Um, but also for being so young and balancing it all. And I I told you when uh, when you interviewed me for your podcast, Mm -hmm. you were one of the most articulate people that I have (laughs) ever talked to. And I wish I could no, it's it's amazing. Cause I'm like, I just want a portion of your vocabulary and the softness of your voice. I'm like, mm, it would be beautiful. <laughs> um, but yes, you like you're you're absolutely incredible, and I think that uh, what you are again bringing to bringing to the table for other people and um, especially other women of color, they are so 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 appreciative of someone who is willing to step out and to create the platform which they can speak on and and share openly on, but like create a tribe that they people want to belong to. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lindsay. That's so sweet of you. I mean, when I first interviewed you, again, it was a mutual friend. I met her in high school. Her name is Maddie Hessian. And she was like, you and Lindsay would get along so well. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm so glad that we got to connect because you're doing incredible things in the health space and you're activating in, in that and you're living in your mission. So it's empowering, isn't it? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it- it's exciting too. And I was, uh, I was thinking about this cause I've definitely had a couple of days in the last like week or so where, you know, you're not where I guess your mentality is your business isn't where you want it to be, or you think that you mm-hmm. should be growing faster or, you know, doing more and more. And then I was like, ah, oh, damn, Lindsay, I was like, you should be here and you're here kind of thing. And so it was more of just like measuring your success in comparison to others. I know it sounds like a little bit mm-hmm. off topic, but, um, I love connecting with people who are close to my age because we're usually all in the same stages. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as overnight successes because mm-hmm. when when we look at people, for example, like I love Rachel Hollis, um, but when I first found her, I didn't realize that she published numerous books before her famous Girl Wash Your Face or um, Girl Stop Apologizing. So mm-hmm. we don't really see those like the behind the scenes mm-hmm. years and years of accumulative work that people have put in. So right. I love when I get to connect with a, an entrepreneur who's very close to my age, who is also 
putting in the time, putting in the effort and just creating and cultivating the community and the business and the life that they want to live um, and sharing so openly and being so compassionate, just being a genuine, authentic human being. At the same mm, time. I love that. I love that. And it's not off topic because even when you, when you say that it's just like, especially traveling recently, getting outside of what I've come to know earlier. So we're from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't think I mentioned that, but like <laughs> when you put yourself in like different cities or different countries amongst different groups, I've just come to real like I'm starting to hear a lot of the same kind of vibes, right? So, for example, around peers and like looking out to your peers and kind of building with folks who are kind of like in the same stage of life that you're in. Um, it's interesting because you'll notice like even when you go to like different conferences or events like those people that are on stage know each other and I've been seeing this like they'll be talking about you know 10 years back when they were grinding and like hustling and putting in those hours and working towards what they wanted to see they're like yeah we were all building together and that at the beginning that tends to be a quite a big group but as you go as the years go on it starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller just because people for whatever reason quit or decide to go a different way um, but these people and these folks who you see today who have built like large empires or, or whatever the case is, they've been building together and they found the group of people that they could work with, who could challenge them, who you can challenge as well. And so um, I've been starting to look more so to my peers rather than people who have been in the game for, for a while. It's good to do both. But to get insight into like what is Lindsay up to and like how can we collaborate or how can you know I bring value to her or you bring value to me is so incredibly important it's so important to build with your peers because in 10 years like Lindsay's gonna you know whatever you decide to do whether it's grow your business or like you know, run to be Prime Minister of Canada, like, whatever it is. Like... Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're all going to be you. in those positions. We are going to be in those high, achieving high-power positions. And so just, like, continue to build with your peers and be of service to your community as well because you never know what that's going to turn into or, the, the you know, those seeds that you're planting now, you never know what kind of tree or what kind of fruit is going to come from from that. Oh, yeah. And and I agree, too, in the sense of the way that I'm trying to look at when whenever I see someone in either in my industry or in a completely different industry or someone who's close to my age, I'm like, darn, you're so much further ahead. Like, I'm so behind kind of thing or taking more of a negative mentality. I always try to bring it back to it's collaboration, not competition. And I think if we can step back and, and separate it from like, how can I help everyone reach their maximum potential, but also just support them and just see like you want what's best for them Mm. right um and approach it from that perspective but the other thing too i completely agree with you there's some huge names in the industry where they'll reference uh their friends and i'm like what like what you were friends with (laughs) 15 years ago or so um but i agree because there's there's days in the last like month or two where i'm like "Mm, you know maybe i'm just done with entrepreneurship or maybe i could just Mm. like close my business like i close my laptop it's not really that (laughs) simple but i think it's it's interesting too, because on those days that you want to quit and you want to give up, it's those days that you typically need a little bit more self-care, a little bit more mm. water, a little bit more sleep, some time outside in nature, um, and be it a bit of separation. But 
I find that the days when you're collaborating, you're working with people who are in your space, they're in your like zone of genius and you're, you're all vibing off of the same pie. I know that sounds like a little bit cheesy, um, but in the sense of you're all loving exactly what you do. Yeah. That's when those, those sparks and the, the Kindle would essentially start to create that raging flame again because mm. you're so passionate about it. You just, you needed to connect with a certain person or you need to see a certain message or have an op- a certain opportunity right. to you in order to rekindle and respark that. I agree. I completely agree. Well said. Hey, I just elaborated on what you said. <laughs> you said it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what I love about this podcast is it can go in so many different ways. And when I was yeah. thinking about what I want to interview you on, definitely that was one part of it because I have, I definitely have a younger crowd that's following me and most people are within their like twenties to mid forties or so, maybe early fifties. Um, but it's usually the younger crowd that I have because they're either coming out of high school um, they're either in college or university or they're just entering the work field and maybe are like 10 years into their career. So it's a little bit wide in that capacity, but it's also pre- predominantly all females and they're all looking to get healthier, live you know, healthier lifestyles, be it through food, nutrition, mindset, um, and positivity. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to introduce so badly is because, like I said, one of the most articulate, positive people that I've met so far. And I love what you're about. And I love the, like I said, the community and the the tribe and the just the collection of girls that you are forming around you because they mm. want to essentially be around you and your energy. So with that being said, um, let's talk about what healthy means to you. So mm-hmm. it can be a definitive sentence or it can be, you know, what does healthy look like in your eyes when it comes to food, nutrition, movement, uh, meditation, whatever you'd like to expand on, um, what does healthy mean to you? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. This question got me thinking a lot, (laughs) Lindsay, because there are so many different definitions around health and wellness. The one that feels the most right to me is like, so being and feeling healthy is the alignment of my mind, body and soul, for one. And like, it's been interesting, because I think what got me to shift around making my health and wellness a priority is because I like I wasn't doing that before at all like I I was so focused on my work and building that I was not making time to exercise eat well Mm -hmm. or sleep the amount like to get the right amount of sleep that I was supposed to be getting every night and so someone said to me like like we all have 24 hours in a day like if you're sleeping for eight you're at work for eight you have another eight that you're like where is that time going and so just around prioritization instead of saying like hey I do not have time to exercise I do not have time to eat right I've been changing my language to say like you know my health or exercising is not a priority to me and if that doesn't sit well in your stomach then that's something that needs to change right because that's that wasn't when I was saying that to myself that wasn't a valid statement I do value my health I do value my wellness I do value eating right sleeping well And so for me, I had to carve out that time into my schedule because otherwise it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I just I the same way that you kind of talked about in, you know, when I was interviewing you on my podcast, like you're very holistic when you talk about wellness, like you approach it from a very holistic lens. And um, I think especially in today's age with so much going on, I don't really see how you could approach um you know, wellness and health any other way, right? Because it's so much bigger than just that one component of just like exercise, right? Because if I'm exercising 
three, four times a week, but I'm not eating correctly, like I'm not going to see as much of a progress, right? Or if I'm not getting the right amount of sleep, then I'm still going to be stressed out. And so for me, when I when I think mind, body, spirit or mind, body, soul, um, I've really had to break down what those things look like. And it's going to be very different for everyone, right? So, and it sounds really big, like, really big too so what has helped me a lot is just breaking it down to its most um, minute part so for mind I'll give you some examples for mind that's really like reading learning growing in my career growing in community building kind of like seeking out new challenges and like really surrounding myself with high high vibe high frequency people because that's like everything starts with the mind everything like if I don't believe something for myself there's no way that the physical world can catch up to that right and so with my mind it's really about growth and seeing um seeing the world differently and so just reading educating myself um investing in different growth um opportunities for body that's like exercising yoga I love yoga so like making time for that has been like you see it in like all of these three things that I've outlined for myself they all bleed into each other right and so yoga meditation like preparing my food something as simple as like meal prepping um, and then getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night and then for my soul like this is I really when I think soul slash spirit I think of fulfillment like what are the things the activities um that you do that really fill your cup up, right? And so for me, it's like community building. It's spending time with my family and my friends, my loved ones. It's investing in relationships. It's going on dates, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's doing things like that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> um, it's doing work that really inspires me, working with youth. And so like when you're able to kind of look back and think like, what are the activities that I need to be doing to keep my cup full? to keep it over, like to allow it to overflow so I could actually be of service to other people. So like, if I'm not hitting these three things, then I'm not able to perform at a high level. I'm not able to come with the energy that I need to come to in order to do this work effectively. So I think for me, it wasn't as simple as saying like, I need to go to the gym more often. It was like, what is the gym going to, like, what value is going to the gym and exercising going to allow me to do at a higher level? And when you're able to tie it, when I was able to tie it to outcomes and to, like, very tangible things, it's so much easier now to go to the gym. Like, I don't dread it. I don't dread going to the gym being like, oh, my God, another workout, you know? It's like, no, this workout, I know the feeling that I get after a gym session. I feel energized. I feel like I can tackle anything that comes my way, like... I am more productive too. Like it doesn't take me three hours to do a thing if it should only take me one. So, um, yeah. And I love, I love your answer for this question because when I asked it and I, and I sent you some of the the interview questions and the topics that we were going to be covering, I left it pretty broad. It's like, Mm. what does healthy mean to you? It was one of the only questions that I didn't give examples or elaborate on or give any, any more specificities to. Um, and one of the reasons why I love doing that is because everyone interprets it differently. And so when you mentioned body, mind, and spirit, I was like, yes, girl, (laughs) Uh, because that's so true. And when you think about approaching things from a holistic standpoint, it's, it still drives me insane when I see people who are just macro counting or just working out 
uh, most people aren't most people aren't like oh Lindsay I'm just focusing on my sleep if they did I'd kind of be surprised but usually most people are like I'm gonna start going to the gym and I'm gonna start losing weight and I'm like oh we have it so backwards if we were sleeping better throughout the night we'd have more energy throughout the day more mm. energy you'd have more time to prep your food right and you wouldn't you wouldn't feel like falling asleep and watching Netflix you wouldn't yeah. fall asleep you know on the couch watching tv and then when we can do this essentially this this three-point turn um, and, and come to this pivot point where we're like, okay, health has to be from these solid pillars being in place. But I think the last one too that we left out um, was, so mind, body, spirit, but also like connections and relations and, you know, having this, the tribe and the community that you're belonging to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that plays a crucial part of it because if, if you think about CrossFit, for example, uh, I don't do CrossFit anymore. I used to, I do like modified versions, I guess. But one thing that I completely that I miss the most about it is the community aspect mm, of it. Yep. And and you don't get that at gyms because I think a lot of people have a bad association with it. I went to a, a really well-known big box gym um, last week and I absolutely hated it because it was not what fitness meant to me. It was everyone drinking like mm. rainbow color Popeye or like uh, not Popeyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Whoops. Um, it was like the, the blue raspberry, green apple, strawberry yeah. colored um, fake shakes is what I call, call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't fitness in my eyes. And what I liked about what you're saying is you can do things actively. You can do meditation. Like when you're cooking, you can mm-hmm. go to the gym and you can spend an hour there and take it in be a mindset of, I have an hour to move my body today. What am I going to do? Versus someone who's like, I have to be here for an hour. Right. So it's a very different mindset to kind of like shift into um but I think when you approach it the way that you do when it comes to working out and fitness and health in general it's what what will x allow me to do Mm. more of more efficiently better with more energy and have more success in the future and I think that's an amazing way in which you're in which you're approaching it love it Mm -hmm. it's just so much easier to do it right because I think like the hardest part is deciding like deciding that you're gonna pack your gym bag and walk take the bus drive to the gym like that's the hardest part but once you're there you're like oh this actually isn't that bad and so I when I think I think very outcomes based and that has really helped with the motivation piece because I I don't know if you're into Mel Robbins do you know Mel Robbins I love her (laughs) of course you know her Um, (laughs) she said something that will stick with me forever she said um like motivation is garbage. It's never there when you need it. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Like, you know, the night before, before she came up with this whole five second rule, she struggled and she was going through a very tough time in her life, but she struggled getting up in the morning. And, but the, the night before the evening, she was saying, okay, tomorrow, Mel, tomorrow's the day you're going to wake up and you're going to do ABCD. You're going to be super effective. And then tomorrow rolls around and she's like hitting snooze 20 times. And so motivation is never there when you need it. So you're just going to need to get up anyways, right? And so tying that back to outcomes has been really, really important for me in being able to find that motivation when it's not necessarily um, there at the right time, right? I love Mel Robbins. And uh, (laughs) first off, it was my mom that introduced me to her. And then second off, I uh, the five-second rule is a blessing and a curse because – before I knew about it, I could wiggle my way out of things and make excuses. And now that I know it, as soon as I have to yeah. make a decision, I'm like, fine. And I'm like, no, like, darn it. 
Um, <laughs> so it's amazing in that sense. But uh, there are definitely days where I'm like, just let me be lazy. Uh, but yes, I completely love her. And I've listened to, I think, all of her all of her audiobooks. And then there's also a new one out. And I think it's, it's Audible book. It's Audible only. Um, and it's Take Control of Your Life. And it's five coaching sessions. Ooh. If you haven't listened mm-hmm. to it already, I highly, highly recommend it. But it's so true. And, and one of my, uh, one of the other entrepreneurs that I love um, is Ramit Sethi. And uh, he's more of like a personal finance guy, which is weird to like pull him in. But he, when I was going through one of his courses, he said that uh, you don't decide to go to the gym the day of, you decide to go to the gym the, the night before when you lay out your work at close in the morning. Um, right. So that you go and you make the, you know, you put your shoes on, you get dressed, you head to the gym, but it's everything that we're planning the night before. And it's one of my reasons why I love doing like CEO dates or I'll plan my day the night before. So that when I wake up, it's not, what am I going to do today? Or like, Oh great. I have to go to the gym. It's more of, it's just in my calendar and I know what I'm doing because it's a linear process. It's step one, step two, step three, boom, go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a key. That's such a key. And like to say it in, in different words, um, like it's just making it, making it easier for future Lindsay, making it easier for future Naomi, because early in the morning, like if your clothes are already laid out, your bag is packed to go to the gym, like you just need to pick it up and go. Right. But if you're hesitating or thinking, what am I going to wear? Like, these are all decisions that you don't need to be making at that hour. Right. At like five, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, you do not need to be making those decisions because as the day goes on, like there's something called decision fatigue. And if you're spending it like thinking about what you should wear or what you need to pack, like it's just a waste of time. Right. And so if you're setting yourself up, that's what I see it as setting yourself up for greatness, make it as easy as possible for future Lindsay or future Naomi to just do the work. Right. And yeah. So I totally agree. 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 How can you make Mm -hmm. it easier on yourself? And some people aren't thinking about it in that perspective. So I love that you just essentially put it into words that people are trying to say and formulate a sentence around. And they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh yes, this will be easier for me. because I'll have more energy to play with my kids in the afternoon or the evening. Right. Little things like that. Um, Agree. And I think I should, I'll definitely quote Mel Robbins and be like confidence is, or not confidence. Um, Motivation is garbage. It's never there when you need it. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Um, but essentially mm-hmm. what you're relying on is habits. So over the course of, yeah. um, you know, weeks and months that you're starting to put out your gym clothes or to make your lunch, you're building those habits that you're essentially going to just continue to layer with myelin and it's going to get thicker and thicker. And those neurons are going to process faster because you're like, Oh, it's an, it's an automatic habit, right? We go to the gym every day. We work out every day. We eat healthy most days. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yep. um, I want to get into the next question. You kind of you brief, touched on it briefly, but um, how do you balance working full-time, managing a part-time, like managing another business part-time, a social life and eat healthy and work out um, all in essentially one day. Um, so what are some of your tips for like, organizing <laughs> yourself? And it could be your morning routines, your evening routines. Um, but what other tips would you give to someone who's looking to start making changes, but they find themselves to be quote unquote busy? Mm hmm. Hmm. I like this question because I feel like I'm still refining. Yep. We all are. What my what my um, morning routine looks like. Um. Okay. So when it, I don't know. When you say it like that, it makes it seem really big and like there's a lot going on. But I don't know. I've taken. Like I, I 
nowadays I see my life in flow rather than thing A, B, C, D, like all these things that I need to do, right? Because at the end of the day, when I said earlier, like before we hit record, that I feel aligned in my work, I feel aligned in my personal life and like just the different components that make up our time, um, I really see the relationship between all the things that I'm working on, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's my health, work, um, relationships, that sort of thing. And so for me, I did touch on it earlier around scheduling my time. Like if it's not in my calendar, it's not happening. And so time blocking has been really, really um, essential. I time block now, even when I'm going to read. Like if I'm just reading for pleasure, I am time blocking that out because otherwise you're going to find every other little thing like emails. Oh my God, Lindsay, (laughs) emails are like the bane of my existence. Um, But you're going to find like every other little task that you need to do to fill up time that you haven't carved out for specific things. If I'm editing my podcast, like it is time blocked in that hour. And I've, I've found the productivity to be insane because things will like, you've heard of this, like this concept, like things will take up the amount of time that you give it. So if you're giving it 10 hours, it's going to take 10 hours to do it Um, because you're going to distract yourself with other things. So if I just give myself an hour to edit this one episode, that's the one thing that I'm focused on. Um, I think the one thing that I've been struggling with, um, and let me know if you're struggling with it too, is around um, like focusing on the important things, right? Like the things that are going to move the needle forward. That's been a real challenge because I think sometimes it's definitely hard to see the direct relationship and like, should I actually be spending my time on this or can I maybe delegate it? Like, that's been my biggest challenge. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because I was just talking about uh, about it with my mom and uh, we went on a coffee date yesterday and she's like, you know, we love having you here. We love having you visit. But she's like, you have enough energy for like 10 people. And when you leave, your dad (laughs) might need like a bit of a vacation or a bit of a break to come down off your high. I'm like, (laughs) so it's, uh, it's funny. She she said to me, she's like, I, we love your energy, but you are like, you have so many ideas. And um, that's one of the the hard bits is because you have, you're so passionate about so many things and there's so, so much change that you want to make and so many people that you want to touch that you're like, which area do I focus with? And, and something that I've found is like, I have, um, I have a coach and she's incredible, but she's really good at letting me just like vent for five minutes being like, this is what I'm doing, blah, Mm. blah, all the projects. And she's like, nope, cut that, cut that, cut that focus here, here and here. And then I essentially have someone who's holding me accountable and not letting me waste my time. Cause like you said, uh, the easiest thing to do is to give yourself a time period and say, Oh, I have 10 hours to do this. I'm going to take all 10 hours versus the days that I have 45 minutes to get in and out of the gym are the days that I have probably the hardest workouts of my life. <laughs> Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh, I only, I have to be out by this time. There's no if, ands or buts. It's the days that I go in where I'm like, Oh, I have two hours or three hours I can play around with and it sounds long, but I'll change up the workouts. But um, it's in my head, I'm like, okay, if I instead spent one hour working out, I could have two hours. What would I do? Like, what would I spend my day on? And, uh, mm-hmm. yes. So definitely I'm struggling to, to focus on the bigger things. Um, but I think that time blocking is one of the best things that anyone can do. And I, and I tell my clients this when they're meal prepping, when they're planning their workouts, when they're spending time with their family, I'm like, block out an afternoon, right? Like block out these dates early in advance, so you know, where you are, when, so you can make stuff happen. Um, and you can, again, align with your priorities and make sure that you have those elements of self-care 
piece into your calendar uh, and so that we're not having those crash and burn moments like most people are yeah uh, especially in the winter new year right Mm-hmm. and like I found yeah I found time blocking to really help with being analysis paralysis yes plain and simple like it's really helped with that like if you I'm sorry but like if my schedule and my calendar is just like open and free and there's nothing allocated to a specific time it's just like I could do so much what do I what do I do and you end up not doing anything like I end up just, just wasting a lot of time and so if I know from you know, 2.45 to 3.45, I'm going to be chatting with Lindsay. Like, I'm going to focus 100% of my energy and and commit to that completely, right? And I'm able to do a better job. And then when this is done, like, I'm able to focus. And I'm not constantly, I don't have, like, 20 things in my head that I, I need to do because you end up just not doing any of them well. Oh, yes. Right? So scheduling to to balance it all, even if, I don't know if balance is the right word, but, like, to keep things aligned, um, I've been putting it in my calendar. Put time, even write down stuff like I'm going to go for a walk for 30 minutes. I'm going from this time to this time, I'm going to go for a walk. And it just makes it easier to do it, I find. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, so Jenna Kutcher, I'm sure you've definitely heard of her before, but uh, yes. I, I get her emails and she's one of the very few people I let email me because I'm like, Jenna, you're incredible, but everyone knows that already. Um, and something that she's given <laughs> up is multitasking. And I love that because yeah. I think that's something else that we try to do instead of blocking out our, our time. We try to do too many things at once and we are really good single taskers, but not multi. And something else I found too is uh, when you start to become a little bit more protective of your time and blocking things out in favor of yourself, it's easier for you to stick to your goals and to, again, get back on the, Mm -hmm. get back on the tracks when you start to fall off or you find yourself busying yourself. Because I I think it's another thing too, is a lot of people love being busy. And when people call me busy, I'm like, man, not my favorite word. Thanks though. Um, Because Mm. I, I want them to describe me as being productive. I want them to describe me as uh, being hardworking, right. But not, not busy because it makes me think of, someone who's trying to to juggle like frazzle yeah, yeah like everything I think of miss frizzle mm-hmm. from um <laughs> the magic school bus right magic school bus yeah yeah that's like that's what i picture mm-hmm. is me sticking my finger in a light socket and my hair frizzing out and being like oh i have too much on the go and i'm so busy right yeah. so i think that's yeah. um that's one thing is first off filing down and and really trimming down some of the items on your to-do list and making sure that you're working on the big things and the big blocks and those being your nutrition, those being your self-care. Um, and the self-care, it can be in the form of a workout, but when you're not working out or you're having a rest day, it can be in the form of meditation or, you know, making a vision board, making uh, the journaling. Mm. Like, that's so, so helpful. So I love, love those things. Mm-hmm. So one of the next questions I want to get into is what does a day look like for you? So I'd love for you to share some of your go-to meals and snacks and just like dinner dinner or like even event options um so if you're going to a dinner party and you're bringing something or you're going to a potluck what would you bring um so just walk us through some of your favorite foods and uh and we'll go from there this is such an awesome question (laughs) i've never been asked this question before Lindsay. so i'm like why not (laughs) (laughs) i love food um so i i might have a cheese problem I might have a cheese problem. Um, so in terms of I've really okay, so I have a fitness coach and um he's really been helping me with and it's cool. Also very holistic thinking in that, you know, you come here, you exercise with me, but we want to be conscious about food and sleep and like 
it's all those questions like are you feeling stressed Mm -hmm. are you getting the right amount of sleep are you making your food all that kind of thing um so it's been um really great for um figuring out what types of foods that I like and that I want to learn how to make and so my go-to foods for breakfast um is definitely like oatmeal oatmeal I add some like honey or brown sugar um, some fruits. I really like putting blueberries on my oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Do you do that too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, if I have, uh, I haven't really been really making shakes lately, but um, I when I do make shakes, so like putting like banana, um, strawberry, milk. Um, I put what are these things called? Not flax seeds, hemp seeds. Yeah. I like to put hemp seeds yeah. in my shake as well. Um, and a bowl of fruit. That's ultimate favorite. Um, I find eating oatmeal in the morning keeps me full in that I don't have to snack during the day because before I would snack a lot during the day, um, at least during the morning and the afternoon, right, mm-hmm. in between breakfast and lunch. Um, but I found oatmeal has helped a lot with that. For lunch, it's good. I really like having like quinoa or rice with uh, chicken. So that's what I've been meal prepping lately. Um, so I get my grains, my meat, and then with a side of salad. And I'll make my own dressing um, as well with, like, you know, salad. So instead of lettuce, actually, I use kale mm-hmm. or spinach. I use one of the two. I try not to have kale every day for salad. Um, but I mix it up with spinach instead of lettuce. Um, and then, yeah, I bring I bring fruits during the day. Sometimes I'll have some chocolate. I love, you know, those um, Brookfield chocolates. Yes. Ugh. Oh my god, they're so addicting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'll I, I like that they use dark chocolate. So I, I usually have that. Not usually, but once in a while. And then for dinner, um, I'm Ethiopian, so my parents, especially my mom definitely makes Ethiopian food and um you know I started I opened with that that I'm the very proud daughter of to two immigrant parents and um and I think the reason why that's been so formative is even around the foods that we eat at home so Ethiopian food is super healthy and nutritious and so um and it's all like we all make it from we make everything from scratch too so nothing is like processed processed food that kind of thing doesn't really enter my home and so for dinner I usually have injera with some um, with some meats vegetables um, that kind of thing and I drink a lot of water I drink a lot of water because even when it comes to exercising and I've like your body need that helps with and correct me if I'm wrong but it helps with stability it's my understanding Mm -hmm. and so I find like when I'm super dehydrated it's really hard to hold different foundational moves and posture and actually even you know be able to lift weights and so um, I keep hydrated during the day that's a must I love that and I love hearing that because uh, most people underestimate it uh, they'll they'll start by having a hearty breakfast and they'll have a couple cups of coffee and I'm definitely guilty of that too but something I've noticed is uh, my so I'm at in Kitchener at the moment and uh, my brother lives at home for a little while longer and his go-to when he's studying is always coffee but we do best when we have lots of water lots of fatty acids and a little bit of protein to keep us concentrated and I'm like Graham like you gotta get out like you gotta stop you gotta have a little bit more water and so yeah. I love when people say they're like yep I drink three to four liters of water a day I'm like that's amazing awesome um, and I love the fact that the majority of your food is homemade like your, mm. your dinners sound incredible 
Uh, I love <laughs> Ethiopian food, so if you want to ever have me over, just let me know. Oh my god, you've tried it? <laughs> um, a couple times. I'm very, like, I'm a very cautious eater because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Um, yeah. But yes, waiting in. I'm still working on, like, sashimi and some raw foods and things like that. Yeah. Beef tartare will never have my heart. Um, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would love to try it. Yes, please let me know the next time you're in Ottawa and I'll definitely I'll definitely have you. Come cook for me. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> um, okay, one last question that I want to ask you. And uh, before I used to surprise guests by asking them this and then they were like, wait, I need probably about five minutes for my answer. So this is what I, I always start my day by writing out goals and, and you know, writing out quotes and just having um, a game plan for my week ahead. And something that's helped me is either picking a theme for the week or picking a, a quote that I want to live by or something that I want to represent and that I want to inspire others by. So mm-hmm. do you have anything that's similar, whether it be a, a mantra, a quote, or an affirmation that you live by? Um, I gave the example when I wrote this in the email to you on my left rib cage. I have, if not now, when tattooed on me. And it's just a reminder. Ah. Yeah. Um, and it's just a reminder that if I'm not going to do it now, like when, when am I going to do it? Because it's the mm-hmm. ties back to that excuse of tomorrow or the next day or, yeah. you know, someday. And uh, another one that I really like is uh, ready, fire, aim. And it's because we all spend mm. so much time trying to perfect this plan that we never actually you know, bite the bullet and jump into it and try it. So what do you live by? What are your words of genius? Hmm. Ready, fire, aim. Is that what you said? Yeah. I freaking love that. Because I, I had to think about it for a second. Like fire, bef- ah. and it's this whole concept of test it, yep. experiment, see if it works. If it doesn't, pivot, do it again. Like, And I think we can get so stuck on that planning stage, right? You aim for like, what, 10 years and mm-hmm. never hit fire I, uh, I love that well, and I was thinking about this too because uh, I'll be totally honest the entrepreneur ride is awful uh, you know it's like it's high and low roller coaster whether it's going to yeah. work out and you feel like you're on top of the world and you feel like you're on rock bottom um, and so one of the things that I keep telling myself is I would rather fail as an entrepreneur doing what I love than to ever have to work a job that I hate and I think that's when that quote comes into play is ready fire aim because we spend so much time perfecting it that we just have to try things and we have to, we have to fail and we have to rework our plan and fail again. And and we learn, but that's the growth process, right? Of just try, try and try again and Mm. fail, but get up every single time. Mm, I love that. And mine is very much related. I have it um, on my laptop. Like I I printed out a lot of different um, things that have helped me along my journey um, and I was listening to this interview and this, this woman, she works in like high finance. Um, it's interesting. She just recently made a career pivot, but something that she constantly asked herself is what if it was easy? And she's like, what if making that career jump was easy? Like, what if writing that book was easy? Like she just asked that question to every big dream that she has. And she's found that it's, like when you break it down and stop overthinking it or putting those dreams on a pedestal and, and actually look at like, what were the things that, or what are the things that go into doing this and actually executing on it? So that's a question that I've been asking myself a lot. Like I, I have this thing that I want to do. What if it was easy? What if I just stopped overthinking it and went behind the curtains and, and looked around, whether that's looking at successful people who have done it before, what were the steps that they took mm-hmm. or if I want to carve my own path, like what if it was easy? And I think there is 
um, oftentimes a great power in naivete and like not knowing what all those details are before you make the step because sometimes that can be very paralyzing right I know it's going to take all this effort and time and maybe 10 years but you never go to step and take that first step forward um, can be tough because even for me like I deeply and this is another thing that I tell myself all the time is like you playing small does not serve the world Mm -hmm. You living small, being small, whatever, doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve your community. It doesn't serve your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, it doesn't serve the, you know, the greater world. And so that's the reason. Like that, those two things, that question and that um, thing that I kind of repeat to myself has been really a, a great um, motivator for me to continue doing the work that feeds my soul right like our per like when you are aligned and you get a taste of the things that really fills your cup up like it wasn't that idea like whatever idea you have your purpose was not placed in you for no reason like you're having those thoughts you're ha you have those dreams those visions for a reason and if you're not executing on that like it's gonna die with you it's gonna die with you and so for me it's been like what if it was easy what if I just took that one step today? Who knows what it, what it's going to turn into? And Naomi playing small doesn't serve the world. I love that. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's an amazing way to to wrap up and to leave people with something to think about and that, um, that little bit of information to chew on, right? Like, what if it was easy? And and I almost mm-hmm. interpret it in the other way as well in the sense of, you know, what if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? And what if it was mm-hmm. easy, would it really be worth it in the end? Like, would you really have that moment of like, oh my gosh, everything I've worked for just came to life. Would you really have that? And so I, I love that you can approach that from so many different perspectives and, and ways. Love it. But you do this beautiful job of bringing it to the table and putting a bow on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> but I love that. Thank you. And Thank you for having me on your incredible podcast. Oh the topics that you're discussing are vital, so important to doing the work that you love. And so... Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough, Lindsay. No, I appreciate it. Uh, it goes both ways. And like I said, when you interviewed me, I was like, okay, turn the tables. Like now you need to <laughs> And uh, I cannot wait to look down, like look down the line and whether we're, whether we're on like a panel or we're all being interviewed and be like, yep, uh, we worked together about 10 years ago. Or so. I freaking love that. So <laughs> Put it out. Yeah. Put it out in the universe. It's going to happen. And there's something else that you mentioned too at the beginning. And, and this is when I said that you're, you're working full time, but you're also building your business part time. And I said that I know it's going to be something you transition to full time. Mm. And you said it's a definite. And I love that because it, the more that we can just instill that mindset of like, it's going to happen. And this is because, or you have to write it in the present tense already of, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm building the business of my dream. And in that context, I love, love, love everything that you're doing and everything that you're about. Where can people find you? Mm. I am super active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So my Instagram is N-A-O-M-I, Naomi, A for my middle name, Hyle, <laughs> which is H-A-I-L-E. But And then I'm also active on LinkedIn as well. Guys, if you're not on LinkedIn, oh, the organic reach on that platform and the connections that you're able to make is insane. Because I think like the other platforms are very, um, how do I say? 
oversaturated and so LinkedIn has been a great place for content creation and like different people sharing their journey building companies and that sort of thing so I'm super active on LinkedIn too but I'll give you all those links Lindsay so I'd be happy to share that and connect with your audience I would love that um I'm not Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn I think I well that's a lie I think I do have a a weak profile profile but I'm definitely not using it I've had recent emails being like so-and-so wants to connect with you I'm like whoever you are so definitely need to, uh, I'll pick your brain about uh, LinkedIn soon. Please, please. Yes, in. absolutely. Yes, send me those links because I would love to feature you here. Um, and we will get in touch when I get back into Ottawa shortly. Uh, and like I said, your your quote, so what if it was easy? That's what I want to leave people mm. with to chew on today. Um, and thank you for donating your time and for being so, so generous with it and volunteering to be a guest on the podcast. You are incredible. Um, and I am so honored to have had the opportunity to interview. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us a review or rating on iTunes or email us directly at lindsay at lindsaymustard.com. If you're ready for more and you're looking to supercharge your health and finally tackle all of the health goals you set for yourself back in the new year, don't miss out on your chance to book a free 20-minute nutrition coaching discovering call with me, Lindsay. I've opened up a limited number of spots in my calendar to connect with the individuals who are ready to jump in with both feet to create nutritional habits that'll last a lifetime. There'll be no more worrying about weight loss or why you're constantly bloated, tired, or struggling with mood swings. If you've ever wondered what private nutrition coaching has to offer, this is your time. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free call with me, Miss Mustard, and leave with the clarity, confidence, and coaching plan that is tailored to your individual needs to take your health to the next level. Healthy doesn't have to be hard, and I'm here to show you how to make it happen. And maybe to convince you to like kale along the way. Spots are limited, so book your call now by clicking the link in the show notes below. As always, if you're looking for one bowl wonder healthy recipes and nutrition tips that don't require you to break the bank, you can find that and much more on my Instagram page at Lindsay Mustard or on my website, lindsaymustard.com. As always, stay rad friends and eat your greens. <laughs>